I, I do enjoy, I do enjoy the term, the parking lot. That's when you're going to save something for later. So we'll put that in the parking lot because we've got an 80, 20, the rest of this. Let's not boil the ocean here. <laughs> what is good futurists? Today is a special day because for the past five months, I've been interviewing some of the most successful business leaders on this planet. But I thought to myself, how can I call this show the business podcast for young people without featuring young people? That all changes today with the launch of the brand new Our Future Career Series, where we will interview up and coming young professionals who have successfully secured their dream jobs and will give you insights into how you can do the same. And the craziest part, I'm not doing this series alone. I'm bringing on a new co-host, Devanshi Mehta. She's an absolute rock star and has been working behind the scenes at Our Future, but no longer. She's coming to the forefront. Devanshi, Really hyped to have you on, and I know everyone wants to learn a bit more about you. Hey, everyone. I'm Devon Chumetha, a sophomore at UCSB studying economics and art history. I just finished up my summer internship with SNAP, and I've had an absolute blast launching and writing the Our Future newsletter. I'm sitting here in the Bay Area in my Our Future hoodie, and I'm so stoked to be co-hosting this new show with you, Michael. For this first series, we will be conducting interviews with students who have successfully recruited into the consulting industry, one of the most premier career paths for college grads. And our first guest is Gregory Servanak. Greg has been invested in the consulting career path for years. He is an incoming associate consultant at Bain & Company. He graduated from the University of Michigan in the spring, and he's also the founder of cultural fashion brand Staple Clothing. Without further ado, let's dive into this interview. When did you realize that consulting was a viable career path? I mean, for me, I didn't even know it was a thing until I, I went to Michigan Ross and I saw all these student orgs. I'm like, wow, that's really exciting. But when did you say, huh, like this is something people do and it's something that I'd like to investigate and explore? I remember talking to my dad in either junior year or senior year of high school and him saying, oh, you can't go into consulting until you become an expert in a field. And that's something that you do way down the line. And I was like, okay, maybe something down the line. But then when I found it out of Michigan that it's something that you can break into right away, um, it instantly sort of intrigued me. And when I started speaking to people in the field, um, I realized that maybe coming out, of, uh, coming out of school when you're young and there's so much left to learn out in life, that it's a perfect opportunity to sort of break into a career where you get to try so many different things. One day you'll be working on one industry and then something totally different the next. And I thought, what better time in my life than now to just go into a mishmash or sort of generalist sort of model for things and learn about everything. I know you um, participated or you're involved in the NextCon Consulting Club um, at Michigan. And I was just wondering, did this shape or influence your career path in any way? Or how did you know that that was something you wanted to do? I think that I attribute most of my professional success to NextCon. Just Every sort of mentor that I've had, or most of the mentors that I've had at Michigan have come out of the organization. My best friends have come from the organization. So I think that when you really just follow people that are doing really great things in life and things that really inspire you, that you tend to become more like them. And most of the people that I, uh, that I tended to become close with in Nexicon were in consulting at a variety of different firms. And so I said, hmm, if I want to be like these people and I, I look up to them, then maybe this is a, a career path that'll, that'll help me get me there. So have you found kind of the perfect framework for approaching problems? Is there like a general um, process you use to break down a question or um, how do you go about that? 
Sure. I think that's, that's a really great question. Things that uh, I wish that I sort of knew going into it, if there were to be one or two perfect frameworks that you could always apply to any problem, I mean, that make life so much easier. Um, I'd say that I'd, I'd caution people who look for one to even 10 frameworks that you could potentially fit to different you know, case interviews or any problem that you might be really seeing on the job because every, every client, every situation is different and it would it's good to sometimes defer to precedent when thinking about things, but definitely not the only way that you want to really think about a problem. So the way that I think about a problem is if I were to have perfect information in the world, I could know every single cost, every single, every single new opportunity, what pieces of perfect information would I want? I'll sort of think about those in my mind. You can, you can, you can even write them out or brainstorm, like throw them on a whiteboard, then start to categorize them. Okay. If I were to take all these different pieces of perfect information, if I, if I could know everything I precisely wanted to, how would I categorize? Okay, so I might have costs, I might have risks, I might have um, implementation steps. And when I start to categorize those, you often hear when people say the framework that you need to have certain specific buckets. And I think that there's a lot of case books out there, or a lot of just ways of thinking that teach you very specific buckets to use. But I think approaching this from if I were to have perfect information and then segmenting it, it really helps you adapt the way that you think about a problem to that specific problem at hand. So while I don't want to say there's like one or two perfect frameworks, I definitely think there's like a perfect mentality. And I think that that'd be a really great way to sort of start to approach things, especially for people looking to break into consulting through case interviews. So Greg, I remember when you came to speak to a group of students at Ross interested in consulting um, with the career services department at Ross. And you talked about how your goal for your junior year internship was the top three. And you didn't get it, but that didn't stop you from interning and consulting. You worked at the Keystone Group, uh, a boutique firm. You know, can you talk about this this myth or that there, there, there's consulting? That, can you address um, the fact that there are opportunities outside of the big three for, for students interested in consulting? Sure. Yeah. I mean, especially if you just sort of walk through the halls of, I know at Michigan Ross, it was this way for us, but really any school that you could be at that oftentimes you'll hear the buzzwords of just like the top three firms. And I think that while I'm super excited to be starting my career at one of them, it's definitely not the end all be all in consulting. There's so many ways to get involved. There's, there's hundreds or probably even thousands of consulting firms out there that all sort of do really great work. And so um, I did work for the Keystone Group in downtown Chicago for my uh, for my junior year summer and i was able to do really high level strategy work working directly with sort of directly with clients on on pressing problems and i think that it really helped me hone lots of skills such as how do you speak with a client how do you present information how do you work through the dynamics of making sure that you're able to sort of progress the ideas for the client but also helping them understand what is feasible I think those are things that you, you can read about or you can you can look at in case studies, but you'll never really be able to understand until you're actually doing it in person. And so I think that I'm extremely grateful for the for the opportunity that I had there this, um, I guess, what was that two summers ago now at this point? Um, and it definitely helped shape my way of thinking in going into full time recruiting. So I know this is the question we've all been waiting for, but what were your emotions going into the Bain interview and how did the interview go? Yeah, um, definitely nervous. I, it, it was a packed day. I had actually done my McKinsey interview a couple hours beforehand. And so I, it was, I stayed overnight in Chicago and uh, did that the morning before and then sort of hopped over to the, to the Bain office and 
the minute I got in there, I remember being, seeing a couple of alum from school. Um, some of my mentors that I had had through Nexicon and they came and met me in the Bain office and just sort of sat with me and spoke with me and said like, it's going to be okay. You're, you're going to do fine. And I think that that's really what I needed at that point in time to really calm my nerves and understand that, I mean, this is an interview, go put your best self out there. And, um, I think it really helped make me less nervous throughout the process, just sort of having that support network of people who I had looked, looked up to my entire life coming and seeing me in, in the office and just saying like, go get it. And, um, I'd say throughout the interviews, they felt fun. They felt conversational. They felt like I was on a project team. It felt much like actually the summer before where I'd actually been working on a client engagement. It just felt like I was working through that with the, with the manager and the partner that I ultimately was interviewing with. So I'd say that that's probably something that makes you understand that a firm's probably a good fit for you too. If you walk into the interview process and you sincerely enjoy that interview process, everything that I had sort of done with Bain throughout the interviews or throughout recruiting just felt like it was a day at work or a day amongst colleagues. And I think that if it feels that natural, you probably know that you found a place that you're going to fit in really well for, uh, for your career. Uh, to, to round this out, Greg, could you provide us, you know, one, one big piece of advice for any student out there uh, interested in entering the world of consulting? Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, a lot of times when people think about consulting, they are told to be problem solvers. And I think that's totally true. But I think you equally need to be a problem seeker, thinking about what is the next piece of information I need to make me make myself be able to actually solve a problem. So I wouldn't I, I would say that if you're someone in life who's naturally curious, naturally hungry to really seek new information, find new ways that you can make an impact, then consulting is probably right for you, because as much as it is a problem solving task. You also got to be the one that's also figuring out what needs to be solved and the best way to do it. And if that sounds like something that's exciting to you, then you're probably in the right place. In speaking with a ton of consultants um, and people at big consulting firms, I noticed there's a lot of consulting lingo, um, for lack of a better word. What is your favorite one? Mine is end to end. Omni channel. <laughs> Omni channel. Um, Boom. <laughs> I, I do enjoy I do enjoy the term the parking lot. That's when you're going to save something for later. So we'll put that in the parking lot because we've got an 80 20 the rest of this. Let's not boil the ocean here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Greg Servanak. He is an incoming associate consultant at Bain & Company who shared some amazing insights about the consulting industry with us today. Thank you for listening to Our Future Careers, a new podcast series highlighting the students who've landed their dream jobs and the resources, strategies, and tips they use to get there. Hope you're all subscribed wherever you're listening, and we'll catch you next week.